0: Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. I am so pleased you are here. In today's session, do you sometimes get down on yourself? Would you say you are at times your worst enemy? In today's session, we're going to describe the second part of the T in ETA, which is tenderness towards ourself, something many of us struggle with. Let's walk. So we are out and moving as we are able, feeling gratitude for standing tall and having oxygen come into our lungs. Feeling our feet on the ground. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we start by walking or moving as we are able. We integrate movement with mindfulness And mental training exercises that we use with Olympic athletes and NBA, NFL teams and anyone else who will listen, as I like to say. So we're starting just by feeling our body as we walk. Feeling our feet contact the ground. Feeling our whole body now go from head to toe. And just sense any sensations. And you might want to use the two barometers that we use. One is pleasant to neutral to unpleasant. That's one barometer. So just sense any sensations that are pleasant or neutral or unpleasant without trying to change them. Remember, mindfulness is bringing an approach of non-judgmental awareness, paying attention on purpose, non-reactively. Now move to feeling our body sensations in terms of the second barometer, calm to neutral to not calm or worked up. So again, just go through your body, head to toe. See what's present for you. In today's session, we are going to do a slightly different mindfulness practice. So we're walking, we feel our belly rise and fall. But because today we're going to talk about tenderness and specifically a practice called loving-kindness. We're going to practice loving-kindness in our movement and early parts of mindfulness in our session today. So as we're walking, I'm going to say five phrases. And if you're new to mindfulness or loving-kindness, this might seem very odd, but just go with it. I'm going to say five phrases, and I'm going to ask you to just see if you can feel these phrases for yourself. See if you can feel a tenderness towards yourself, a softness, a gentleness towards yourself. And if it feels mechanical or artificial at first, it totally makes sense. That's how it felt for me the first time I did this as a practice but just stay with it, just experiment with it, right? We're students of human behavior, so we're just going to test and experiment this and see, can this work for me? It's great to be with you today. So we start by using the first phrase, may I be happy and peaceful in this moment. So just see if you can feel that towards yourself. May I feel good about myself just as I am. May I be healthy and strong of mind and body and spirit. May I be safe from harm, both inner and outer harm. And may I live with ease and grace upon the earth. So we're walking, standing tall. I'm going to say the phrases again. and Just do your best to feel them towards yourself. Just bring a tenderness. And when I say the word, just try to feel that. One of the things that helped me early in my practice is to think of myself as a 7 or 9 or 10-year-old and just wish that towards little JP. That might help. Try that for yourself. Just play around. That's the key. Play around with it. May I be happy and peaceful in this moment. May I feel good about myself Just as I just as as I am. May I be healthy and strong of mind and body and spirit. May I be safe from harm, both inner and outer harm. And may I live with ease and grace upon the earth. Now, these are the phrases that I have used for, well, not 30 years. It started 30 years ago, but it's changed over the 30 years. These are ones that work for me. Use them. Please use them. But also, don't be afraid to experiment with different phrases. Sometimes people find five to be too many, and they like three or four better. Play with it. But what we are doing, and by the way, if you want to go back, I'm going to move to the idea of the day, which is explaining this T in ETA. But if you want to rewind and and re-listen to these, feel free. You might want to do that for 10 minutes even, just going back and listening to the phrases and feeling it for yourself. But we're going to move to idea of the day which is a big challenge that we face, that many of us are incredibly hard on ourselves. Always feeling that whatever we are doing is not quite enough, that we aren't good enough. And it's true that many of us experience this. And I I can tell you, after working with many high performers, from Olympic medal-winning athletes to, you know, stars on wall street to doctors at the national institute of health and i could go on and on successful entrepreneurs nba coaches that i've worked with i can tell you from this experience that it's just true that many of us have this experience of being hard on ourselves and we almost don't even realize what we say to ourselves. we don't quite question that VOH, that voice in our head We don't see how we can be our worst critic. I remember once hearing a teacher, um, like in a monastery or something, not a teacher at school, but a teacher of mine say, if we talked to ourselves like we talked to others, we wouldn't have any friends. I thought that was, you know, very true. Um, I once had an athlete who, felt such a deep sense of inadequacy that in spite of getting to the highest level of their sport, achieving all that was possible to achieve, they still would talk to themselves in such horrible ways. And almost worse is that they somehow believe that this is what made them great, this is what would make them better, that this was part of the, their success, their secret. And unfortunately, it took a while, but they started to realize actually it led to underperformance because they were such a perfectionist that when something didn't go just right or they didn't execute something in the exact way they wanted, that they would start to go to pieces, that they would have trouble bouncing back and their voice in their head would be just, you know, horrible towards themselves such a critic and for this athlete i worked really hard at building self-compassion or this tenderness towards themselves and i can tell you it proved transformative and they went to even higher heights and it was interesting because what it meant is that they could bounce back sooner of course they would make a mistake life is messy games are messy matches are messy the residue of a, a past moment that didn't go their way didn't stay as long. And it's the same for us. We don't need to be Olympic athletes to have the same pattern occur for us. So what stops us from being more tender towards ourselves? I think that many of us sometimes feel like the very idea of letting up on, on the self-attack you know, giving ourselves some kindness, some understanding, some tenderness, will somehow lead to a bad outcome. That's the way it was with this athlete, that we won't succeed. It seems like an indulgence or that we're being selfish, that this is not a very serious way to go about life and our work, that we, w- we will become complacent, weak. I mean, just the word tenderness seems so weak to some. And maybe you are thinking or feeling that now as you walk and you listen. And yet, and yet, we now know from really good research that self-compassion, this tenderness towards ourself, leads to much better outcomes, great outcomes. There's a ton of research now that self-compassion is a far more effective force than self-punishment for personal motivation. We bounce back sooner after a setback including from a diet, by the way, when we fall off the wagon of a diet. We experience far less burnout. We're far happier. We have better health. It helps us actually become more compassionate towards others. We become less self-centered. So it's actually not a very selfish thing to do. And we get more other-centered. And all this helps us build better relationships but it's a struggle, right? Because there's this shiny veneer that others have and we think, oh, they must be having a perfect life. They don't seem to have any troubles. And it's not true. Again, I'm telling you it's not true. Everyone suffers in this way. And when we can see that, we feel a little less alone. Part of the challenge of self-compassion is isolation. We feel alone. And that's why this practice can be so transformative because we start wishing these Phrases towards ourself, but then we start to wish it to others and it changes the way we see our experience. So the T in ETA, and just to remind you if you are new to the podcast, we have in other sessions a lot on ETA, but E is explore. So we explore our physical sensations, emotions, and that voice in our head. And we just, with, without judging it, we just see what's present. Then we move to T, we feel tenderness towards ourselves because it's hard to experience these things. The other T is we start to see that these physical sensations, emotions, and that voice in our head, it's not my, but it's the. And again, I just did a session on this, go back and listen to it, but it's not my physical sensation, my emotion, it's the physical sensation, the emotion, the voice, in our head. And that helps us create a bit of space between us and our experience so that we don't get stuck. We don't get hooked. But this tenderness towards ourselves it's a recognition that life is imperfect, that we are imperfect. It's a balanced approach to the strong emotions we experience where we neither avoid or suppress nor do we exaggerate. And this is really why we do the practice of mindfulness you know can we bring this attention this non-judgmental attention to our physical sensations emotions or voice in our head can we be non-reactive and this is really where mindfulness and loving kindness come together so again we have this practice that's the other thing about all of it it's a practice you can do it and you can cut neural pathways into your brain One of my favorite things to do is walk through, I fly a fair amount, you know, because I speak, I give a lot of keynote speeches, and when I walk through airports, I don't do this all the time, but a lot of the time my practice is to see oncoming people come towards me, and I wish them these five phrases. They're like a neutral person. I don't know them, but I just wish them, and it It really, I think it makes a huge difference for myself and how I see the world and how I feel even. So it's a practice, something we can build. I think a great question, just as we're finishing up, is to ask ourselves, how would we tell, our, if we have kids, our daughter or son or a young person we influence, how would we tell a young person we influence who is going through something or feeling something strong or beating themselves up, how would we coach them? Would we tell them to, yeah, pile on, you know, kind of, you know, double down on self-criticism? No, we wouldn't. So let's not do that towards ourselves. So as we're walking, feeling tall, feeling our feet on the ground, Moving to gratitude today. Thinking of three things that we can feel grateful for. This practice is one of them. For me, it is just one of them. What is it for you today? And so as we're finishing, wishing ourselves, may I be happy and peaceful in this moment. May I feel good about myself just as I am. May I be healthy and strong of mind and body, spirit. May I be safe from harm, both inner and outer harm. And may I live with ease and grace upon the earth. May you live with ease and grace upon the earth. Have a great day.